Adam and Eve is not giving you 10% off and not 20% off or even 40%. Your discount is even bigger. AdamandEve.com is giving you a whopping 50% off. But why stop there? In addition to 50% off, you also get 10 free gifts. That includes a racy item for him, a sensuous toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, and even blow you away. And best of all... Free shipping. Always delivered in discreet packaging. So rethink your bedroom routine. Go to adamandeve.com and enter the station's exclusive code at checkout. Miller. And get, you know the discount, 50% off almost any item and 10 tantalizing free gifts. That's Miller. Again, Miller. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. <laughs> wow. Hi, Scott Thompson. Hi there. Cheers. Oh, hi. Happy rusty nails. Hey. Come on, let's celebrate. Wow, wow, wow. Signing the Stevenson account. Happy happy hour. Kids in the hall, Scott Thompson is in my house. He's in your basement. Right? And what's the first thing I just said to him to make him feel comfortable? I was like, he's like, I can't drink this whole thing. I'm like, don't be a pussy, Scott. Don't be a fucking faggot. And then you just, then you proceeded to demonstrate your, your oral sex skills. Well, you outed me i am i do i was a catholic girl i give a fantastic blowjob listen scott let's not she's start still a like virgin, this but she can give a great blowjob yeah you're a virgin scott, listen scott, let's let's about you are you like a gold star lesbian yes so you well, scott no, well, she's had a dick in her mouth but that doesn't count a lot i mean not oh, at please. the same time we learned that from clinton years ago that doesn't count so right you are yes, gold because i'm a catholic girl i'm like sexual relations means Sexual intercourse. Well, what about... It does not mean... Stephanie, or, may I ask? Yes. Anal? What about anal? Because um, I know a lot of Catholic girls attempt, used to do that. An attempt in Italy right. when I was in college. Right. I was very lucky. I had because a, it was a language barrier. He didn't really understand when I said, like, no intercourse because I'm a uh, Catholic girl that, and I don't want it until I'm married. And so then before I knew it, no, and that's, then I was then I was like, no, 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 I didn't mean that. That's not a language thing. It's a it's a it's an Italian thing. Uh, we all, people don't know that, but Italian girls have a, a, a fused vagina and anus like a that clo- is not true, like a Scott cloaca. Thompson. It's like a cloaca, which that is not has. true. Yes, I've, it is. I've never seen it, so I believe it. I believe you. But are you a gold star homosexual? No, 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 no. I oh, no. he was a farm boy from Fresno. The bone, oh, okay. boned every farm. No, my my site. husband is platinum. He was cesarean. So oh he, my he, god. He's never, been, never been He's the never oh He's never even god. touched the walls. <laughs> what? Wow. That's weird. Wow. You've never heard platinum? No, I never heard that. Yeah, he's cesarean, so he look came at, out the other way. He didn't Look at the child. He's already we've already traumatized Wait, the child. Are you gay or straight? Heterosexual. Straight. That's his girlfriend. Have you ever been with a man? Just I have not. No, that's no. his girlfriend right there. What's so does a man would that threaten her? It would. I, it does. It does. Not, her. not her. It does. Maybe your generation not, but my generation completely. Right, Stephanie? We're talking. Excuse me? No. I am their age. I don't know what you're talking oh, about, I mean, Scott I mean, Thompson. 
You are not Shut 40. <laughs> no, I feel like, I, Scott and I feel like we know each other because I grew up in Buffalo. I started in the Yuck oh Yuck Circuit. Oh, my God, you're from Yuck Buffalo. Yuck Yuck Circuit and, you know, Hamilton and, uh, you know, Ontario, Toronto. Yeah. Oh Hi, my Mark God. Breslin. Let's How you doing? Let's top supermarket. Oh, my God, Commander Tom. You do a 20, a good <laughs> middle. We'll send you up to Vancouver. Mark, park the car. <laughs> We're going to Rochester. Mark. Is that any better than the Buffalo no one else, actor? No one else knows the and Mark no Breslin. And no one does it. No one does the Mark Breslin. No, no one definitely I, does Mark I Breslin. I answered the phone at Yuck Yucks in Buffalo right outside did of... Did you really? Yes. That was my first job, answering oh. the phone at Yuck Yucks <laughs> in Buffalo. So did you, st- did you start your career in Canada? Did you go over the border? I like- did a lot, yeah, because, yeah. you know, I was on the uh, the Canadian... Or the, let me just say the Canadian side of the falls better. Let's just settle that Way now. better, thank you. I lived outside of Niagara Falls. Falls? <laughs> They have the best accent. I love an upstate New York accent. <laughs> See, I've never understood this whole goddamn wall on the southern border. I've always thought we need a wall on the northern border because totally. they're fucking funnier and they take all the best comedy jobs. And we pass. Motherfuckers. We all pass. of them. Yes. You don't see them coming. Yeah. Unless we're from Newfoundland, then you can't pass. <laughs> they can't. They can't pass in Canada. So. I'd produce a Do you feel yeah. like the Trump administration, this has been the most times the, the phrase what the fuck is this a boot has has, has been spoken in canada I, I think so although we don't say a boot that's just such a weird misconception. is that a south park thing? yeah i think so i mean i love the south park take on canadians but it doesn't remotely resemble reality right. i don't think although i i mean i, I do love those guys but yeah. i i've never really heard anyone say a boot yeah all right but did i say a boot did just now i don't yeah you just did but i think you were saying it intentionally yeah it was you haven't slipped on it well you i remember you were talking about because you re-released which i fucking love uh the buddy buddy cole uh autobiography yeah Mm -hmm. but you said originally people didn't want to review it they didn't want to fucking look look up like what poutine is yeah no one's review in fact the book is still it's like 20 years old it's pretty much gotten two reviews ever no one's reviewed it people are will not review the book wow I think that just, I, I think back then it was like, whoa, it's too gay. Right. Now it's like, it's not gay in the right way. So <laughs> I might cough between the no, rock I know. and the you hard were, place. You were t- I just wanted I just to, can't I wanted to spell your head because you were said, you said recently the left is the one that's gotten too politically correct. So oh, I yeah. wanted to spell that right away by calling you a faggot. Oh, and thank a pole you, smoker you big right old the... dyke. Oh, thank you. Carpet muncher to you, sir. <laughs> right. It's my Contessa over there. <laughs> thank, you. thank you, Travis. You're just saying that to be sweet. I, I, I rarely say that word, even though you accuse me of it all the time. Which one? Dyke? No, C- Tessa. What? Oh, Contessa. Carpet muncher. What? Here's my point, Scott. <laughs> I Here's the one thing I didn't even know, and I was a huge Kids in the Hall fan. I didn't realize you were the only gay one. I, I think you're right. Everyone assumed they were all gay. You're yes. like, yeah. just because we wore dresses and yes. kissed each other, why would you assume we're all gay? I, I, and I, I think that that's actually how all five of us back, which is actually interesting. For me, I kind of accepted the deal, even though I didn't quite know how bad of a deal I was making. Right. That being openly gay would kind of crush my career. But I knew that I had to do it. But the other four didn't sign up for that. So I have to really give them props for suffering for something they didn't have to suffer for. Yeah. And so, like, you know... Twenty years later, those I go, are gay allies, man. Those are those are or gay allies. allies. Those, are, allies. those are those are straight out. Those because those guys, they're my brothers. Yeah. Their careers didn't take off the same way everybody in my generation. You know, the people that we were part of. Yeah, and, and I think that's part of it. I think homophobia is so deep. Yeah, especially towards males in comedy, particularly. I think right now that it just was not going to happen. Yeah, not going to happen. Um, 
Yeah. Well, I didn't. I like I say, I don't know why. I just did. I, I didn't even know that until I started researching. And that would see. Yeah, I was like, oh, I didn't realize. Um, I, but you're right. That that I, first of all, I don't know why. Am I thinking of the right sketch? Putty Cole, my favorite. But the person. Am I thinking of the right? Okay. I hope I don't get the series wrong. Someone that threw up every time somebody gay was mentioned. The queen was that your queen or was it a different? No, okay. No, that I think it's the Saturday Night Live. Yeah. All right. No, that was not. Well, it wasn't us. Um, no one. There was one where Bruce was always throwing up when he would see things like the glimpses of a man's leg, or a, an old egg salad sandwich, or like dried wax. Projectile vomiting. Just weird funny. things that made him vomit. But then he could eat head cheese right on the toilet. So, um, which is not a sexual thing. That's an actual thing, just head cheese on the toilet. You're still my favorite queen. I mean, well, in, they, in I, the Queen of England and I was is what very I mean lucky. by that. I just recently did the queen for the first time in many years on Conan. Right? Yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm back a long time, and I did the queen in a little bit they wrote for me. And that was you, exciting. I've loved you in so many things. You did Buddy Cole for Olympic coverage for Colbert. I you did. did. You played, um, uh, uh, God, what am I, th- um, Who's his assistant on uh, Larry Sanders? You played, oh, Brian. Uh, yes, Brian, the yeah, assistant. For Hank, Hank's assistant. <laughs> what, what for the, Hey Now. What would yeah. the queen think of Trump? Or your queen? Oh, I think, well, well, my queen would have a different reaction. I think she, I, I, like, no, I think they both would hate him. <laughs> um, definitely hate him. I mean, everyone hates him. But mine okay. would, I think my queen would, would still probably party with him a little. Yeah. But the real queen, I don't think would not. No. No, no my, my no. queen's a little unhinged. So, so she'd fit in with him. No, did you she see might. the footage of the actual queen? She, he like left her oh, behind him. That's the him. best when he's so walking getting in, in front, front of, of the her. camera, and she's like, mm, yeah, God, what, an asshole. what a royal dick. <laughs> I love what that old lady. royal dick. <laughs> she's hilarious. He's a royal asshole, <laughs> and I can see quite clearly from behind him. Um, Yeah, he just, oh, my God, he's such a dick. Okay, I can't. <laughs> Scott, I can't even imagine what it's like. I <laughs> This shit show every... But it's always been it's a shit just... show to Canadians. This is the thing. I know. I'm like very sanguine about the whole thing. Also, because I think it might be my age. I feel like it's like, oh, it's just coming around again. That's what I feel like. Ah, oh, I remember the 80s. Which is, and my, for me as a right. gay man, nothing will ever be yeah. as bad everyone as know, what I went through. Everyone we know died. So, so that's yeah. right. So for me, everything's gravy. It's all a bonus round. Oh, Everything that people are upset about, I just go, get over it. Oh, please. You're alive. Like, that's what I, I'm but honestly, Buddy Cole I'm was vi- like a gay but, Donald Trump, right? That was the whole, like... Well, gay, so- Buddy Cole is definitely not owned by any side. Right. Buddy <laughs> Cole will not be owned by anyone. And that's why he's having a bit of a resurgence right now, because Buddy can get into the ring with a person like Donald Trump, and only Buddy's coming out. Right. And I think that's really important because right now we live in such a victim age where everybody's a victim yeah. and you're defined by your oppression and how hard life was. And Buddy's like, look at this. You think this is easy? And I'm fabulous. So you should get on it too. That's really the message. And, and also right. the left and the right have both become calcified. Right. The far left and the far right, in my mind, have become basically the same thing. And they're kind all right. Of well, now similar. we're gonna have now we're gonna have a fucking slap fight. Well, that's all right. We, I love a slap fight. I love it. And I think people need. I mean, here's I, right. Right, let's talk about white people in particular. All right. I think people white progressives on the far left have kind of retreated into a self-loathing position where white people are awful and they can't do anything right. And white people are the worst things ever happened to this planet. 
which is a form of racism. Now, Not on the all far, white I, people. I know, but I'm talking about the far left. MAGA people the say the end of That's right. And the far right. Stop screaming uh, at me. The far right has retreated into another thing, which is racial superiority, where white people are amazing. Yeah. But they're both wrong. Yeah. yeah. And they're, I believe, they're both keeping all the rest of us who are just regular people of every color yeah. trying to get along. That's you, really what I believe, that we're being held hostage by extremists on both sides. You Well, this is, see, this is why you do what you do best, which is piss everyone off. I know! Which is why you are really you the gay yeah. Donald Trump. Because, but, but, well, because, no, I see, you because you were talking about the Me Too movement, and you're like, I make yes, jokes about men everything. Do, but you, you talk about toxic femininity yes. in your show because you're like, it's become man-hating. I don't hate men. I love men. Well, I have sucked more polls than you have. No, you no. haven't. No. I know well, you. I, I sucked more polls last night. What? Okay. <laughs> I challenge you as a Catholic girl. <laughs> oh because it was the thing to, to be prevent first. having to have go all the way. That's, that's and true. men are fine with it. They're like, okay, fine. Men are, of course they are. Of course <laughs> they are. You just had a blow off. But anyways, we did have a blow off. I had a blow off with Scott Thompson. But no, here's the other thing you said. All right, I have so much to fight with you about. I would like you know I feel like too. we're gonna have fucking hot makeup sex after this. Um, but you talked. You've talked a lot about in interviews about there's never been an openly gay male comic never. That's a star, not one. And you talk about there's gay women, obviously met Ellen and Rosie, of them. and yeah. yeah. Um, well, I don't know if this is stardom. Lots. in my basement. I'll, I'll just but say I listen, lots. I, I. But no, you were talking about. Um, Gay men, explain what you meant, that they well, are I mean, not as supportive of other gay men, gay men are not, as no, they no, are no, of... No, no. Gay men are not at all supportive of other gay men. Not at all. In really? fact, most gay men work actively to stop other but, gay men. Okay, gay but, men hate themselves. This all right, is my I'm going to fight with down. you well, because I, I've had this conversation with Aisha Tyler and a lot of like woman. female comedian friends of mine. There are also mean girls in comedy. Of course and they are, but they are do... but they aren't as a I have had female comics actively trying to trying to ruin my career. I mean and I Sounds I've like had... gay men. But that's what I'm saying. We're I've had same. other female comics say the same thing. There are girlfriend girlfriends in comedy. Right. Women like you know, me and some other women mm-hmm. I know that are very supportive of other female right. comics. And there are women, straight women, whatever, that are bitches, that are of competitive, they're that think you're they're you're trying to steal their yes. you won't their career, their yeah. man, their whatever. So I, was, I would say there's the same. But 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 Stefan, you cannot. You still haven't named for me one single openly gay male Scott comedy Thompson. star. I am not a big comedy star. That is ridiculous. I am a cult figure. I am not a comedy. My star. YouTube thinks you are right now because of all I watched last night. <laughs> I, I, I'm just not. No, I'm just well, not. And there's no one. There yeah. never has been. So you can say all you like, but the facts are in my favor. Okay, I point. know what you mean about being and a little ahead of your time. As you said, it's good It's good to be the third rooms. person through the door, not the first one. Because people were always like, oh, you were ahead of your time with yeah, your late right. night show. And I'm like, it's not good to be ahead of your time. You need to be that, on time Stephanie, or right? you end up in your basement. Does anyone talk about Stephanie Miller being the first like female uh, uh, no. talk show host? So there you go. There's no money in it. Although you're doing quite well. I feel like we're going to end up just this happy hour just weeping and holding each other. But you wanted to agree with me. Yeah. No, no, you're, so you're I, a gay well, man. No, no but I know. Okay, I know some some mean girl gays, but I also know some that are very supportive and very right. there for you too. So it's, okay, it's, it, 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 I think it goes both ways. It no. depends on where you're at. But no, no there are some. I'm talking generalizing. I'm generalizing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when I look out in my crowds, I see almost 
no gay men. My crowds are almost entirely devoid of gay men. Wow. And, and that is true. Gay men will support only women. Gay men only go to see we, female comics. I do have huge I bet you have gay a, male I do not, Stephanie. Yeah, yeah. There's something wrong with that. Gay men will only support another gay man if he's a prostitute, okay, porn but I star, thought... or a drag queen. They will not support a man as a man. But I thought Just... gay men don't like gay women because I get tons of gay male fans. Because you know, you're like... femme, maybe. Oh. Yeah. You're oh, attractive. Oh. If you were a big old dyke, like a big bull dyke, I don't think they'd be... Sw- Flocking to you. I'm what well, I'm not allowed to say that. No, this yeah. is interesting. No, it's an interesting conversation because I, I don't know. But like, I think what about you, like the Leah Delaria? But then why Leah Delaria they love now. Leah Delaria has a huge gay male following as well. Yeah. And and, and she is a she's one of my best friends, so I can call her a bull dyke anytime I yeah. want. In fact, I, I oh. she loves me too. If yeah. you called her Fim, she'd slap you. She would. She's absolutely Actually, she'd, she'd clock Oh no, me. she knows she has the only episode of my late night TV show that did not air. It was the Thanksgiving show. That's I've told this story before. Uh. Disney Disney produced my late night show, and <laughs> she came on for what the Thanksgiving show, and she said, "I is there? Can I shove a turkey baster up you?" Oh, Lord. And that was the only show that Disney's like, "We're not airing that." They just it just went away. The whole episode went away. <laughs> That's, oh God, I'd love to see and, that. Cause, well, because I wasn't out, you know, when I was obviously <laughs> lipstick, and like I oh, wasn't were, an out gay woman. You were yeah. allowed, You could pass. Yeah. 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 Hold that thought, Scott. Uh, Travis, I can only imagine what is in Scott Thompson's uh, browser. Oh, he's got to clear that history all the time. Yeah, yeah. He uh, Okay, he needs ExpressVPN. With all the recent news, you know what I'm talking about. Security breaches, hard not to worry where all your data goes. Making an online purchase, simply accessing your email could put your private information at risk. You are being tracked online by social media sites, marketing companies, your mobile internet provider. Not only can they record your browsing history, eek, but they can often sell it to other corporations who want to profit from your information. We took back our privacy, right, using ExpressVPN. People, if you had ExpressVPN, you would not be able to tell if you're downloading this podcast that you're listening to right now. Yeah. You could secure your own podcast. Filthiness, exactly. ExpressVPN, easy-to-use apps. They run seamlessly in the background of my computer, phone, or tablet. Turning on ExpressVPN protection takes one click. Scott Thompson seems like someone that really needs a lot of protection. (sighs) Don't tell them what kind of cookies are on there. Right. Okay. Uh, ExpressVPN secures and anonymizes your internet browsing, encrypts your, encrypts your data, hides your public IP address, and protecting yourself with ExpressVPN costs less than $7 a month. Less than $7 a month? Yes, less than $7 a month. That's why it's rated the number one VPN service. There's a 30-day money-back guarantee if you use public Wi-Fi. I mean, that's ridiculous a little and slutty. Dumb. But if you do, you want to protect all of your uh, data from hackers and spies. ExpressVPN is the solution. Uh, protect your online activity today. Do it now. Find out how you get three months free at expressvpn.com slash Stephanie. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash Stephanie. For three months free with a one-year package, visit expressvpn.com slash Stephanie to learn more. Don't say I didn't warn you, Scott Thompson. So, so no. anyway, but lesbians are, to me, in terms of social groups, the most supportive of all Gay women. Gay women are okay. so yeah, supportive well, no, of Yeah, because I mean, each actually, other. the women I'm thinking of in comedy are straight that are very, can be very competitive and bitchy and but undercutting of other men, no. female comics. I mean, I, I, yeah. there really isn't a single gay star, not one. And there's never, no, there just isn't one. And I think that that's part of it. The reason is because society will, when you have a minority group whose minority group doesn't support you, you're just not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Well, you're a superstar. No, my, I'm, I'm in not. My, in my, in my, uh, <laughs> well, that's nice, I, but no, I, I get. You're legendary you. for me because as a as yeah. a, a gay guy who even before I even knew I was gay, I was like, 
How's that possible? I'm that guy. I just did I, from, from Fresno. That's why. <laughs> oh, okay. But I remember like being like, I'm fascinated by this character. But you didn't know why. But there's no one like that in my world. Right. And it was like, bef- bef- and then like, then I like came out and I was like, then I'm at like but, flicks the video bar in San Diego and you're on the big screen up there. And I'm like, oh, this is why I Travis, love this. Like gays, Batman never supported me. But this is why. This is fa- I've heard so many I've never been interviews. mentioned by Glad. I've never been mentioned in my career. That's something. Take that. That is not mentioned. I've heard so many of your interviews. You said when people would tell me I was their favorite on Kids in the Hall, it was like if it was a straight male, they'd whisper it like it was a dark secret. Don't don't tell anyone I like you as much as Bruce. Mm -hmm. Everyone was trying to prove they weren't a fag. Yeah, I thought like I guess it was a different era. Oh my lord! See, this is like you, young man. uh, Mm -hmm. You might not. That's hard to believe, but that's absolutely the way it was. A gay, a straight man could never admit that they liked me because that would that would cast aspersion on their sexuality. Yeah, I believe that, and that's absolutely true. But it's much different. You have a much different generation now. But my generation, you just could not. The worst thing that a man could be was a gay man. That was the worst thing. You fell from grace. You were garbage, and so. It was very much now. Now straight guys in front of their straight friends will say they love me, and that's a remarkable change. Yeah, that's remarkable. I mean, we have made progress, but it, oh, we it's have. When this you... is why Stephanie, we've made so much progress. My God, I mean, look we live at in Shangri La. I mean, as horrible as Trump is, I hope this is a short, dark period in our history. And this last election, I mean, look at how many LGBT candidates, how many women, how many people Think about follow, that. Yeah. how many. Uh, yeah, I mean. Um, so and wait. how could you forget George Bush Jr. like so quickly? I know. I, I mean, know. and Ronald Reagan so quickly. I mean, this is what I can't understand. I'm like, wait a second. And Trump's ruined their party. And Trump hasn't even invaded one country yet. No. That's what I don't He's understand. Like, he hasn't invaded a country. Um, Just wait. So wait, here's the <laughs> thing. You, I can't, <laughs> you can't attack someone for what you think they might do. That's... Just so uh, Trump's oh, yeah, hold, my, hold my beer. Watch this. Hold my beer. <laughs> um. Okay. So wait. I want to get to the point though because it, it really it's an interesting thing when you talk about that. You know, it's never good to be first through the door. Yeah. The third person through the door gets all the money and whatever. Yeah. yeah exactly. Barack Obama, for example. Yeah. Ally but, DeGeneres. But you talk about when you came out. Yeah. You talk about. You know, you felt like you almost had to. It was an imperative in the times. Yes, because, it was moral. I mean, my high school boyfriend died of AIDS. He was yeah. one of the first guys that got it in, mm-hmm. you know, in the oh, 80s. Oh, and oh, sorry. No, but you know what I mean? Like, we all, like, yes. I, but, but, you know, talk to us about that time uh, I, and what that felt like. I, I, I honestly believe that any gay man my generation is really laboring under PTSD. I think that almost all gay men of a certain age are deeply unwell. And we are never really going to get over it. I don't know if we ever really truly will. I feel like we're uh, war vets. And I don't yeah. think society today can quite, especially the young ones, can't quite get their hands around how terrible it was because it, it means that society's going to have to look in the mirror and face what it did, which was turn its back yeah. on gay men and say, you are garbage, you deserve to die. And that was Many, many good I, people. The, that was that was the eighties version of yeah. MAGA morons. Was oh, AIDS is killing the Way right worse. people. AIDS is killing the right people. Remember the movie? What's uh, was the Larry Kramer right? Like where there, Larry Kramer is the, like a god. But the Reagan guys going, this doesn't kill normal guys, right? Look, there were like, like fifty thousand dead men before Ronald Reagan mentioned it, and Ronald Reagan was would joke. 
They have tapes of him joking with his aides about, you don't have it, do you? You had a lot of makeup guys touch your face. And I'm thinking, you're telling me that Donald Trump's worse than this? I, I reject that. But you're right. That was, and Nixon, behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Trump's the first president. just puts it out there. His racism, his sexism, his homophobia, his horrible cruelty. Well, then and think about all the people that are TV. hiding it. Yeah. Think about all the people that are yeah. hiding yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, but it, it's interesting you use the term war comic. Mm-hmm. Which, but you just so your <laughs> your debut comedy album, not a fan. You said from fighting cancer to being gay, uh, living in Trump's America. Uh, Thompson pulls from his own experience for his debut recording. Turns out I'm a bit of a war comic. Um, when asked what that means, you said I I thrive in chaos and violence and pain. <laughs> um, right. At one point, you joke about having sex with Vladimir Putin. I'd love to. <laughs> Trump probably loves that party. No, I don't think so. Trump's jealous. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I'd love to. I love a I love a mean Slavic daddy. So I mean I try to keep politics out of the bedroom and I would I would have sex with him for peace. Like I do it for money right. to help the world. That's Thank a, you. now that's a good man. Right? Whore. Like I would do that's it. a if why do we lose Stan Lee? That could be a man whore that saves the world. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Buddy Cole suddenly got superpowers, he could have sex with any world di- Despot, any despot, and I and, and I fuck Trump to death in front of the onion dome. Oh my god! Please, would that not be a good thing? Fantastic. Not Trump. I meant Putin. Did I say Trump? I could not yeah, have sorry. sex with Trump. Go back in time to Hitler. But Putin, just yeah. like oh, you know what? That mustache I think is not flattering. Yeah, was... Let me shave it while I fuck you. Well, you've, seen, you've seen Putin riding around on that horse with his shirt off. Yeah, I still do him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know what I'm saying. You, yeah. you know what you're getting into. Trump, yeah. you don't know what's underneath that suit. Like in the Second World War, I might have done. Mussolini, but not Hitler. Yeah, Mussolini just, for peace. I, I mean, just well, so I apologize. So you're not a whore. I apologize. <laughs> you would have fucked Mussolini. He's still got Hitler. standards because I like Italian. I am. Man. I apologize. I want to get to the bottom of that cloaca <laughs> rumor I've heard. Italian men, Slavic daddies, not Aryan racist. Um, okay, so let's talk about Scott Thompson's political incorrectness. Before it was cool. So you had a one-man show that was supposed to open in New York. I, <laughs> In September 2001, very nicely. <laughs> it was about terrorism. It was. It was supposed to open blocks away from Ground Zero. The first monologue was about your relationship with Osama bin Laden. Uh-huh. I think there was something where you had sperm like I out of your I mouth. That was my something. poster. Yeah, ten thousand uh-huh. posters went up on the tenth of September so with that didn't happen. dripping down my oh, face. Oh, I no. want to become a star overnight, and then Osama bin Laden ruined it for me. I know they say comedy is timing. And tragedy, the, the distance. Yeah. What if you're ahead of it? Because you like then you have a literally, literally, you too early the jizz again. coming out of your mouth. Literally, you came too literally. Ar- the first piece was about Buddy Cole going to Afghanistan to take on the Taliban because he was furious that they blew up the statues. Because his buddy says, I mean, it's one thing to kill people, but statues of Buddha—that's just fat shaming. And I did this like in, remember in two thousand. And then the, the, the end game of the first monologue is Buddy Cole meets Uday Hussein, Saddam's son, at a weapons of mass destruction bazaar in Kanda, in Kabul, Afghanistan. You're not and, just the head of your time. Right. And they're fighting over a crystal decanter of anthrax because Buddy hears that it smells really pretty. So you can imagine why I got you're, into you trouble. You know what? You're really, this is your new gig. You're like a psychic comedian. I think like I in a really a, horrific a way. funny Nostradamus. Like, I, the only friend I have that like, was in a huge hit play about Princess Diana. <laughs> it was about to go to Broadway, and then... 
Who is this person? They sound like my 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 kindred spirit. Jim Ward was. Oh jeez. Yes. Really. What about yes? Princess Di- you're like what oh. oh no oh. it's like oh, it literally a week Von, the guy that played JFK you're like oh oh no okay. yeah a Von oh. Meter was that his name yes Von Meter <laughs> yes we're old enough okay um, so then the first show after that you wrote was the lowest show on earth mm-hmm. uh, it was called Cata- after lowest show on earth it was called Catastrophe Scottastrophe that was about oh pardon me yeah that's about what happened with your relationship with your brother who committed suicide yeah it was and all then, about my dead and then you brother got can- guiding- And then you got cancer. Yeah, that's all about my brother guiding me from the afterlife through all the, uh, the darkness of my life okay. and up until cancer and then letting me know that I would defeat. And then later I, de- I, I knew that I would defeat cancer because my dead brother is my guide. Wow. You were, uh, <laughs> this is, this is light, light, fluffy stuff. Was, it, was brother, it a musical? My dead brother showed me in a dream 9-11 the year before. So I knew oh, yeah. what was going to happen. So couldn't he have told you to rewrite the show? No, he didn't tell me that I would be there, that it would ruin my career for a number of years and give me a nervous breakdown. But I was definitely warned that it was going to happen. He should have told you to open a year, uh, like a month earlier, so you could at least made some money off of Terrible it. Terrible brother, I know. I, <laughs> I, dead, I had to even more work on my show talking about the earthquake. I'm like, don't you have a whole fucking network of psychics? <laughs> Someone have told you? that? All right. Um, <laughs> but I think that's about the subconscious. I think sometimes as artists... yeah. There are times in your life when you get very, very close to the center, and, and, and it can be a very dangerous place and can be quite yeah. terrifying. Yeah. And I think that that's what happened to me in that period of my life. Yeah. Somehow I was guided there. I don't know how. I, I consider it a spiritual journey. I was guided there somehow to take something back out of the darkness to help. Yeah. That's what I believe. Well, <laughs> I mean, I just, I know. The whole thing of anybody in any other country trying to, from any other country, like you know, kind of, we can't even absorb Donald Trump on a daily basis. Well, I think but, that's but having a pre-existing condition like cancer, like you're just like I, I don't even. This isn't even partisan. I don't understand the basic cruelty of what Trump and the Republican Party has become. That it's just I agree. Fuck all y'alls that have had cancer. Fuck everybody yeah. that's not a rich white guy, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's, it's it, it is it's definitely cruel. There's no question it's cruel. And for me, that's what that's what stopped my experiment in America when I got cancer uh, nine years ago. I, I went back home because I didn't have health care. That was the end of it. Yeah. I was home within t- 10 days. Yeah. And I didn't come back until two years ago when Donald Trump was elected when I went, oh, I think they're going to need me now. So I, can't, I heard Scott the call. To the, the Batman logo went up in the air, and I went, okay, I'm going back. It's a giant pink triangle. Because I think you need outsiders. It was a B for Buddy. It was the BC for Buddies, right? Before Christ. making because these Before the, Christ and Buddy Cole. And I, I really believe that you guys, I almost said you people, but that sounds well, so dismissive racist, nowadays. Yes, uh-huh. But I think that you as a nation are in a, such a state right now that you need outsiders you might even need some sort of an intervention. I think UN, we, yes. start, we need like UN, UN election monitors right a, now in Florida. Have, you do. You need, and you need a UN intervention like the Palestinians and the Israelis. If you guys don't want to end up in, in protracted, bloody warfare, you need to bring in a bunch of Canadians and Swiss to get you through it. Can we bring poutine? Sure you can, absolutely. What is poutine? Is it a couch or a cheese? <laughs> well, if you say it was a couch, it'd be a very comfy couch and a very squishy couch. Poutine is French fries. Oh, I knew that. With cheese. Cheese curds. Okay, got it. And got chicken it. gravy. Got it. Yeah. I was close. It was a couch or cheese. Couch or okay. cheese. <laughs> it's like the game Dead, Day, Dead Gay or Canadian. I know. What this kind is... of a game is that? I know. That? Dead no, or Canadian. I don't like that. No, you name, you name someone. Is like, are they dead? Are they gay? Are they Canadian? 
Can't be all three or two? Well, best two out of three for you. So what is the... <laughs> the That's the, the name of your next show. Dead gay or... So the implication is that Canadians are... No, no, gay, no. No, it's like... Is, no, because like... What like, does like, that mean? Like Alex Trebek, dead gay or Canadian. He's Canadian. Right. Um, see? Neil Patrick Harris. See, it's fun. Uh, gay. Right. Um, Liberace. <laughs> gay. But what if you were... Dead. And what? gay. Well, you, so you can't be... What about well. t- both? Okay. Uh, I guess right. you can. Let's, yeah. All right. Let's talk about the other horrors that you live through that are so ripe for comedy. Um, I know. I've been very blessed. Jesus. Um, so you uh, you went through a school shooting. I did when I was 16. Oh, my God. Okay. What? Yeah. The boy that sat behind me in my homeroom shot up my school. He killed three, and he wounded six, uh, 13. Huh. And I know, and I feel really weird. It's something I do. I'm, sorry, I'm doing it now in stand-up. I'm talking about it. I'm developing yeah, a whole funny. routine. Because it's 40 years later. And it's really funny, and it's very applicable, and yeah. I don't, it doesn't hurt me anymore. Right? Yeah. But, yeah. but what did long... Canada do after that? Pardon me? What happened in Canada after that? Ah, oh, after that, yeah, it was a huge story, obviously. Canada brought in very strict gun control. Oh, what? Oh, you mean they did something? Oh, it, changed. Because... Like, it was very much like the Australian oh, massacre. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, and okay. we brought in the yeah. long gun registry, and um, uh, basically things like anything that repeated was banned handguns oh and then banned. it didn't really happen again at the same level you mean there, there have oh, been oh there have been shootings the worst ones the worst one was they called polytechnique in quebec uh where the man killed all the women the the the, the misogyny the, that's yeah new. he hated women that's, that's new in shootings that, yeah. that's brand new uh brand new brand but new. no we we uh we we have not been um i wouldn't say blessed but we have not been gifted no we have not been uh cursed by the shootings that you have. Yeah. Our shooting did change the game. It changed things. Did you see it? Did you? I was see running it? for class. I was late. And yeah, it was my class. And uh, a teacher uh, saved my life. I was, I, I, I was coming around the corner, and I heard all the bullets. And I didn't know what bullets sounded like at the time. I had no idea. So I thought it was... Um, fireworks? Uh, well, That's what people balloons. Are okay. Yeah, and they do sound like fireworks. And I'm like, oh, balloons. Someone's having a party. And I kept going, and then I heard more gunshots, and they were closer. And I thought, "Oh, the party's on the move." And then I heard, uh, I, I I smelled gunpowder, and I thought, "Oh, how fun! Oh, There's fire, firecrackers!" Yes, and I still did not know. And then people ran by me. Still, no concept. That wow, you are happened. really lucky to be alive because you're a dumbass I, motherfucker. I literally, he literally was as close to me as you around oh. the literally. Oh, and I remember seeing a big pile of blood pool and going oh there must have been a shop accident someone lost a finger and then a teacher stuck his head out of a door and this is very i'm I'm so lucky and he said get the fuck in here and i never heard a teacher swear before you're like oh and i went this is serious he said fuck (laughs) and he grabbed me threw me in the classroom and that's where i spent the next 45 minutes until it was over wow I mean, so, can yes, you, can you I mean, having experience. been through that, can you imagine how often we go through this in America? Every week, I mean, all the time. It's I, just, I, we get to the point where we're like, oh, what's the body count? Oh, okay, well, that I, wasn't bad. I, I'm thrown by everyone. The yeah. Thousand Oaks one has uh, thrown me. Uh, I don't know why. People that survived died. the Vegas one yeah, got that, killed that, there, that one, one be guy. It. Because I, here's my thing. I, I, I'm doing it now, and it's fascinating to do it because I think a lot of people go, it's not real. You can't. Possibly, this could not possibly have happened to you, but but it did. But I I've been very in my life. I think I've been very I guess blessed, cursed to have been uh, oh, right. Got cancer, survived cancer, but to have been affected by many of the great uh, I guess um, 
fault lines in our society. Yeah. But I think it's given me a lot of empathy. I feel and like it's, it's going to be ironic if he gets killed by a falling avocado when he leaves my house. Because that is very possible. Here. I really po- want to die in a, in a comic way like that. <laughs> That's I want to die. <laughs> Scott Johnson. Johnson. He's dead, but we got guacamole. Or like a durian with a smelly and one. Also and also, B-, B cell non Hodgkin's gastric lymphoma. Here lies. Large B cell non Hodgkin's gastric lymphoma. Here lies. Which is ironically my drag Victim day. of guacamole. <laughs> but this is the thing. This is why I'm pretty happy. I don't, and I'm, I'm already, already alive. Like, because you're so funny. I just, when you were talking about running, I was like, and I just pictured you running in a gay way with your, you know, fit, feet hitting your butt. And I was like, oh, oh, not in a <laughs> funny way. Oh, in a way where you were almost died. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, no, I run in a normal way. I run. I in a manly way? Manly way. Yes. When I run, okay. I pass. You have yeah. no idea. You're not, yeah. you're not like Tom Cruise? Does he run really faggy? He, he run, he's, does he? <laughs> he's spazzy. Stop it. All right. Listen. So, all right, wait a minute. We haven't gotten to the next horror show. 2000, you were living with your uh, then-boyfriend, French documentarian. You'd snuggled footage out of Iraq to yeah. make a documentary about Saddam Hussein. Yes. And his home life. So then your home was under surveillance by a terrorist group yeah. in West Hollywood. Yeah. A terrorist group not in West hair- Hollywood? Not hairdressers. No, no, and no. We were firebombed. Right, firebombed. Yes. Go what? ahead. Tell the buckets of blood. Tell the I was firebombed by a... We don't really know to this day, but I think it was an Islamic fundamentalist group the Mm. year before 9-11, which is Mm. what inspired me to write the show which we referred to earlier about terrorism. (laughs) That's what inspired it, the the show with all the characters. And we were firebombed by a terrorist group, and it was fascinating because it was a year before 9-11, so the world was not um, really up to speed. And I remember, excuse me, when we called the police, um, they took... Four hours to arrive. This is in West Hollywood. Where'd you live at in West Hollywood? Yeah. Mm? Where'd you live at in West Hollywood? Kilkea. Right, oh, yeah. Right below the improv. No, I'm, I'm a couple blocks yeah. from there. And uh, they, they came to our house. They covered, they, 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 they filled those, the garbage cans, the big ones, right, yeah. with gasoline, set them yeah. on fire. They had buckets of red paint, and they splashed the house like blood, so it was like carry. And then they mm-hmm. actually came in our house, and they put a note on the floor that said, in the name of Allah, the merciful and compassionate, Burn this satanic film or you will be dead. And the best part is they underlined dead. So like, oh, it's serious. I was just going to say that because otherwise that was very subtle. <laughs> if they had not underlined dead. <laughs> not the best. Dead. Did they like, throw tampons and say <laughs> plug it up or no? And, okay. and here's the thing. At the time, I didn't really understand what was happening. And, and none of my friends did. And I think most of my friends were like, Scott, are you kidding me? Stop. Stop being such a drama queen. That's right. Stop being a drama queen can actually have a dramatic life. Mm-hmm. And um, they did not believe me until 9-11 when people went, oh, yeah. Those God, you people. are ahead of your time. But that, that is what happened to me. But it, it, it threw me so much that I wrote a show about terrorism, which led to the show which got um, destroyed yeah. by Osama bin Laden in New York. I think yeah. your show should be called It Sucks to be Ahead of Your Time based on everything we've heard It today. does suck. Jesus, you are. You, uh, school shootings ahead of its time? You are, All of it. You Gay are on TV walking, ahead of your time? Yeah. You are walking Islamic terrorism? It is. It's, but it's funny, though. I mean. You're but, a cautionary tale. I am a cautionary tale. But, but at the same I'm here, right? I'm here. I feel vital. I feel relevant. I feel hungry, which is amazing. I used to be so bitter about my career never going to the next level right. like everybody around me. Right. And now I'm oh, like, I've given up on that. I'm so, well, I, here, Stephanie, here it is. Look at you. You've got your own show. You're living the life of Riley. It's, you've got a wonderful yes. world. What are you complaining about? I'm you, not complaining. You have a wonderful world. And, and I look at it and I go, I'm so lucky 
that at my age, as a white male, I don't have to apologize. Right. What a super, super power in this day and age. Yeah. And also to still be hungry for it. Yeah. When all around me, so many people that I know are much, much bigger stars and they don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. And they're always having to apologize for yeah. their money or their, and I don't. I don't have, feel like I could have handled that level of fame. I think just this level I don't of either. mediocrity is good for me. And I don't have to apologize for anything. I can just go, wow, I can say whatever I want. This is great. Maybe America could learn from you. Uh, well. We have so much in common. Can I just say a couple things I picked from interviews because we are the same age? The first album you bought with your own money mm-hmm. was Cat Stevens. <laughs> Can I have Wild World or Oh Very Young? Because oh. I, I, that's what I need to know mostly. Which one? Did you like Wild World or Oh Very Young better? Well, I can tell you. Go ahead. Wild World. Yeah, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. But you thought he was hot. We had that. We had a so mutual crush. Hot. We had a mutual crush. Oh, gay man, gay woman. I love on. him. Cat right. Stevens, hairy, cool. brown skin, Arab guy. Oh, yeah. love him. Um, You said, honestly, I thought he was really cute. I thought he was incredibly sexy. Look I at him. I thought he was hot as hell. He, I didn't he, really like popular music. I bet you like Jim Croce, too. He was hot at the <gasps> time. Time in a box. <laughs> and Frank Zappa, man. Those were hairy, mustachioed Thanks. motherfuckers. <laughs> Now that I've lost everything to you, say you want to start something new, and it's breaking my heart you're leaving, baby I'm leaving, but if you want to leave, take good care, hope you make a lot of nice friends out there. But then a lot of nice things turn bad out there. Here we go. See? Oh, baby, baby, it's a wide world. It's hard to get by just on a smile, girl. Come on. I love it. Oh, baby, baby, it's a wild world. Look at how beautiful you Yeah, and I'll always remember you. Like a child yeah. girl. Yeah, you see, it's interesting. You're much older, like a couple years. Anyway, yeah, give me oh, very young, too. I um, love um, him. And then he, I he, love he it. You converted said... to a Muslim. Yeah. So, so now we're supposed he's to totally hate him. He's totally my demographic. Now we're supposed to hate him. Oh, no, I love Muslim men. They need so much help from people like me. I do so much outreach to the Muslim community. I love that you said, <laughs> I didn't really like popular music that most of my friends like. I really like black music. I did. And during my childhood, that was suspicious. What? Yeah. You're a white guy who likes to dance? You must be a fag. That's exactly what it was like. A white guy was not allowed to have rhythm in, in my era. You're only dancing, dancing on this earth for a short while. And though your dreams may toss and turn you now. now. They won't vanish away like your dad's best jeans Denim blue, fading up to the sky And though you want them to last forever You know they never will You know they never will Okay, speaking of dream jobs Okay, so for happy hour, not to name drop In that chair was Carol Burnett Oh my God. I saw the oh, picture as I came in. Yes, that was my, thrilling. Who's my idol? But you Mine said too. that was your dream job when you were a kid, mm. working for Carol Burnett, mm. making sure no one got into her dressing room. <laughs> Wait a second, get out of here! Carol doesn't want you in here. That was would have been a great job doing anything for Carol. Burnett. Her daughter was sitting in that chair this morning. Really? Swear to God, Jody's oh. our good friend and our yeah, really our show regular. And they yeah, Carol just did. The, yeah, I don't remember any of it, and I was sober for that happy hour. 
<laughs> I was just, you know how you are. You're like Carol. Was it, was it Carol Fleur? Was it Carrie Hamilton? Was that the name of her daughter that died? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And Aaron sang Dreamweaver, the gay hit anthem from the late nineties. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, Carol Burnett was my favorite. I still think the funniest thing. Well, I've, anybody in sketch, right? Yeah, in I sketch, mean, the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life is Carol Burnett coming down the stairs wearing the curtains and the curtain rods in the Gone with the Wind parody. That's like so gay man. Like it in is, sketch for a gay man in sketch comedy. That's my intersectionality. <laughs> there is nothing funnier, and not my whole life is to try to capture that <laughs> to do something as funny as that gag yeah yeah and it's hard to do that what okay i have so many <laughs> there's so many interviews you've done where I was i've like, been oh shit I've i gotta talk about that you've been doing a lot lately yeah you're oh, an interview i'm horror. trying so hard to get my foot back in the well, door we talked about we touched on this but i just love what you said you've said a lot of profound things mister you <laughs> um when you talked about coming out uh-huh. you said I, I also think it was the times it was the late 80s it was like gay men were in the middle of a war mm-hmm. embedded in a society that was at peace. The idea yes. that I could actually stay in the closet while this virus ravaged my community just seemed immoral. Yes. Um, it felt like the only thing I could do was come out, so that's what I did, and I think I paid a huge price professionally, but I think my soul got a little bigger, if that makes that's any like sense. A, like a, that a, is, a, that is profound, what you said. Oh, that's, thank you. I mean, it, it really is true that it, it was... AIDS was one of the profound moral crises of our time. Absolutely, and the fact that you just said, and that, I mean, when I came out, I mean, I, and I, I wasn't really. I mean, I was out to my friends and family. I just wasn't out publicly on the air. Um, but it was the same thing. It was like sort of the intersection of you know the, everything we were talking about, like mm-hmm. you know. Don't ask, don't tell. Remember, I don't know what what time was it. Which Clinton I created, by but the I mean, way? You know, was like night. Don't ask, don't tell. And right, but but the same thing That's for me, Scott. Is I felt like I can't just say anymore. I'm for this. I have to say I am this. I got to get down on the field yeah. and go. I am this. I can't just say you know, uh, you know. It's funny, Shelley Wright. I always say was a big influence on me because she was this very feminine, sexy country western star who paid a big price professionally, mm-hmm. but. She said the same thing. She thought of this teacher that, you know, has to take, you know, Pepto-Bismol every night because if she comes out, she's going to lose her job in Kansas. And, you know, for people that that can hide, like you say, mm-hmm. for those of us that are not maybe necessarily a stereotype, yeah. you could have hide. I could I have hid. I, oh, I, I, I absolutely time. could have hid. Yeah. Yeah. I could have hid if I wanted to. I could have had a really great career. But then I really believe that somewhere in my 40s, I would have been dragged out in a horrible sex scandal. Yeah. So I think I did the right thing. Like what happened? Which one do you think it would have been? Oh, which one? Like, yeah, just tell us the details. It would have been a sexing scandal or a sex party scandal. Any kind of sex scandal, at that time, I could have been involved. He said he sucked more D last night than you've sucked in your entire life. I know. Oh, I was, I listen, mean, he I, had a good night. I mean, don't get competitive with me. But, you know, but, 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 but it is true. I really believe that. And I think I'm very lucky because I look at some of the men that I know that I will not, I won't, it's up to them to yeah. tell their truth. Yeah. And I think that they are wallowing right now in guilt over how they behave. And I don't have to. I sleep well at night. Yeah. Um, Scott, you... you, Okay, so obviously you talk about that a lot of it, like Buddy, you kind of were able to channel stuff through him Mm -hmm. that you felt like, you know, which a lot of like great sketch comedians like you do. But you, obviously you came best known before uh, Buddy Cole, but... You played the Queen, obviously, Secretary Kathy, businessman Danny Huss, as- actress Francesca Fiore, mm. the demented old man in Love and Sausages, <laughs> which I loved. Um, but so, uh, 
well, how does that work for you for sketch? Like you just like these are different parts of your personality. Yeah, that I are, think so. Yeah, and people that I know and love. Like I'm not like right. Mark McKinney. I think I just considered like a, a genius. He can take any voice, any kind of behavior, and just do it. He doesn't have to know the person. He doesn't have to be intimate with them. I have to practically sleep with the person, or you know what I mean, or be related to them, or be with them for a long time before I can. Right. Approximate any kind of an accent or whatever. All I heard is you slept with the queen or you slept with a queen. Well, here's the thing with the queen. <laughs> I look like the queen. What? For that is, it's just genetic. Like, I just look like a Windsor. Like, it's just shocking, actually. And that I grew up with a, a little less inbreeding. I mean, you're, very, you're handsome in person. Well, thank you, but the queen's a handsome woman. Yes. You know. Um, but I love what you said. You said uh, the time I grew up in, the time I came of age, was a very different time for gay people. You could not really be an openly gay comic and definitely not an openly gay stand-up comedian. No. It was almost impossible. So in many ways, Buddy Cole was that voice I used. It's interesting that many years later, I still use him, even though I do stand-up now, because I believe there are certain things that only Buddy Cole can tackle. Mm -hmm. There's things I can tackle, but not my instrument isn't as precise as Buddy's. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's true. And I do that now. I have to do a piece that in my new show, which is called A Prelude Deluge, After the Flood. It's a Buddy Cole uh, one-person show. And I do like 11 monologues from the end of The Kids in the Hall to the present day up until 2018. And I, I tackled things that I, I, I honestly can't. That I could, but when I, I do it as Buddy, I get a, I get a, 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 a Hail Mary pass. You know what I mean? People just yeah. go, Let, he can say it. So that the whole show ends with a with a piece called Too Far, which is about the Me Too movement. And I know that when I do those jokes, and I would try them out as myself, people would be very offended. But when an effeminate gay male takes women to task, people take it very differently. Yeah. Well, you no, you say this. One of my monologues is on toxic femininity. Mm -hmm. Everything now is about toxic masculinity. Yes. I like to be ahead of the curve. I'm, I'm I think, totally there. I think the I'm already in the matriarchy. I think the world hasn't quite realized a lot of feminism has curdled into hatred of men. Mm -hmm. um, I have a great ability to detect bullies, and I'm not afraid of calling them out, mm -hmm. regardless of who they are, man, mm -hmm. woman, gay, straight, black, white, thin, fat. Everyone's capable of it. Everybody screws up power. Everybody right. abuses it. Yes. And I thought, like, you're right, because Trump is so out there and in your He's face. So and there's so much inciting violence that, that you're right. You don't. There's I mean, so many other lesser villains that are hiding so much better than him. And we have to be very careful. There's a lot of villains well, out there who have these... very, very lovely public faces. And I'm yeah. very wary of them. Well, exactly. We're, we keep, you know, very. talking about it's like the Ghostbuster scene when they release all the ghosts, like all the hatred, you know, all the homophobic, racist, sexist guys. All over the place. All over the place. I really do believe that. We saw the numbers today. The hate crime statistics are back yeah. up again. Way up. For the second year in a row. Yeah. But I I'm mean, not just talking about the right. Once again, I'm talking about <laughs> both sides are harboring enemies. But you, well, you said this. To humanity. We, we, might, we might fight before we, we might, have, we, we okay. have makeup sex here. You said I certainly men do things that need to be called out, but this idea that oh, one sex is bad, that's just bigotry. I really want to live in a place beyond identity mm -hmm. politics. Well, I will tell you that I'm a lesbian that has never had a bad experience with men. Works with men, loves men, love men. my best friends are men. Have you had I, any bad experiences with lesbians? Oh, yes. There we go. Now, that's interesting. Oh, women are crazy. <laughs> Let's talk about that. that one of the undisputed discuss things about <laughs> lesbian culture yeah there's a lot of 
uh, domestic violence. No, Am I wrong? I was a victim. My my first long term relationship. She's a wonderful person. The reason that ended is domestic. I've talked about it not a lot, but yeah, domestic no, violence. No, and, what, and it was one time. Yeah, and there's but, me- but you know that's the thing where you go. You're right. You can't because I remember always thinking when I was growing up and assuming I'd be with a man. I thought if a man hit me once. That's mm-hmm. it. I'd be out the door. That's important to have empower women economically mm-hmm. and otherwise. I never and had I thought, that. And I thought it can't be different with a woman. You can't go, well. Yeah, women shouldn't get, shouldn't get a sco- yeah. you know, off scot-free for that. Yeah. So, I, no, I, I agree with I, you. Absolutely. Um, so that, so, so I, I, look, I think when I look at women and men, I, I see them as neutral. And I, I feel like, ah, because I think another, a lot of problems with males, because we are so driven by sex, which maybe people don't want to accept, but it is yeah. very true. That we will forgive women for certain behaviors because you want pussy. And because I'm not after pussy, I don't have to couch my feelings towards women or my belief. Because I go, I don't care if their legs are crossed for me, closed forever. But most men are so desperate for sex. They will enable women, toxic women, because they don't want those legs to be closed to them. Mm-hmm. And so I think I'm much more honest with women because I'm not worried about being denied access to but pussy. You, you also talked about, I can't remember which interview it was now, you talked about you think that the homophobia is not the same for women mm-hmm. because they want pussy. Same thing straight men want. They yeah. want pussy. Yes. And so it's, but I will say, and I will stand up for my, you know, I'm obviously lipstick lesbian. I stand up for my sister's. I think, like Shelley Wright and I talked about, homophobia is worse for women that can't hide. It's it's like a Leah Delaria. I, I will no. Like a, like I, I will say for woman. me. I mean, you know, I've had male comic friends say guys want to fuck you, so you're not you know like That's you're true. you don't suffer the same homophobia that that women that probably, automatically they they can't hide. Probably true. But guys who pass or guys who are who are gay who stay in the closet probably get away with the same thing where they right. can they can actually. Guys like, oh, bro, out, yeah. But I think and that women want them, society so okay. is much more um, conditioned to hate effeminacy more than they are masculinity in a woman. Which applies whether you're a woman. Well, I mean, Bill, Bill Maher did this joke when, you know, there was a, some <clears throat> lesbian couple that got married and they were both very pretty and feminine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he did the typical guy joke, but he it does was true. a lot of typical guy jokes that way. Right. Because he but always he, but that's reminds what he said. He that said, He said, when we say we're against gay marriage, we don't mean the hot ones. Yeah, that's right. And I thought, I laughed, but then I thought, yeah. like, yeah, that's not that's not okay for my gay sisters Me that neither. don't aren't necessarily that pretty or okay feminine. For, or, I don't find that you know. okay either. Because, and that's a f- certain kind of liberal homophobia, because which the, you because see that's rampant. The gay, that's the guy, the guy thing that, oh, oh, those women just want me to watch them. And well, I'm like, hey, let me just tell you, no, we fucking don't. <laughs> another kind of liberal homophobia that I find repellent is the constant uh, uh, referring to Trump and Putin as lovers. I find it repellent. I'm like, mm-hmm, no, mm-hmm. The, 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 it's literally liberals thinking, yeah, I'm a liberal, I'm going to virtue signal, but I'm going, no, you're showing your deeply rooted homophobia because you believe that the worst thing that a male can be is a homosexual and the worst kind of homosexual yeah. is a passive homosexual no, and I you're actually it. revealing your really deep homophobia I mean, you know what it's a weird thing so i don't like now, that now we're gonna have like, a fight I, I that's gonna cause it i won't do it's it. gonna cause i will not sex. attack anybody for their sex life let's talk about lindsey graham this is why i think it's every... repellent what they do that's what i'm saying i we are all guilty of it i'm not me not me feel, okay not you but not we me. feel like he's Clearly in the closet. Not your business. And he's okay, but he's homophobic. That's what Not I'm saying. Business. It's the hypocrisy of that he's okay. But I get what you're saying. Is I know we all do the jokes. You said you said uh, 
political correctness went away. Now it's back. It's mostly coming from the left, which I think is a betrayal. The liberals with a bedrock of free speech now yeah. it's turned on itself. Mm-hmm. That's what Bill Maher is always says. I, I agree but with I feel Bill, like 100%. he's anti-Muslim and he's anti- No, I think that what? Bill Bill brings up things about Islam that are problematic because Islam right. is not a race, it's not right. an ethnicity, it's a religion, it's a it's a it's a form of thinking. It's a, it's not it's not the same as sexual orientation. But you can't or... say political correctness is as bad on the. Le- I mean, I do actually. Okay, really? Yes, I, I mean, actually these, do. They're believe. outwardly I, I, here's why. violently anti-Semitic, uh, racist, sexist. I, it's what I feel. It's a more deeper and more personal betrayal. What are you talking? Because about? I expected it on the right. I did not expect this on the left. I get what you're saying. So I'm betrayed personally. I think that the far left would no longer be able to handle a comedy magazine like National Lampoon any longer. And I find that a betrayal of what we stand for. But we, I... We always joke about, like, we're too liberal for conservatives and we're too politically incorrect for liberals. Right. We're theoretically a show that appeals to no one and yet we have six million listeners. So I don't know. There's a lot of us. That's funny. I was listening last night. I told you. There's a lot of us. Yeah. I told you before the show started, I was listening to some the old Buddy Cole Bits from you couldn't yeah. do a lot of those things. Today. I was like, I was like, I, it, it it shocked me when you used the word fag, yeah, over and over again, and I was like, oh, he used to. T- Hi, I'm Scott Thompson. I'm a fag. Like I, he right. was, that's how he's I never out. had subtlety. That's how that, that, <laughs> that's how I came out on TV. Yeah. I'm the fag. That's how and then the camera out. ran away from me. That's how I came out to myself. I faked an orgasm with a girl, walked in the bathroom, threw the condom in the toilet, looked at myself in the mirror, and said, "You're a fag. You're a fag." Wow. See, this is what I feel like. Like Louis Anderson, you know, owned the whole being overweight. Like he's like, I'm I sweating. I'm sorry, I but know. if I don't, I'll explode. Like he just, you know, we, we, we but it all was know like what, what he's really fighting. Yeah, I know, but I mean, right? But what, it was part of your going out fact. Just like, all right, that's out of the way, and and it, you know, I, you're doing a show with all our beloveds that have been here. By the way, Uncabaret 25th anniversary. Oh, that's show. exciting. Julia Sweeney, who was just here. Janine Garofalo, Bob mm-hmm. Odenkirk, Maria Bamford, Greg Barinhart. Uh, Andy Kindler, who was just here as well, Scott, you, Allie Willis, our beloved, Laura Keitlinger, with our beloved uh, Beth Lapidus, November 18th at the Theater at the Ace Hotel, which mm-hmm. uh, sounds, I mean, song. that is oh, an I'm amazing excited. That, that's a real lineup. Good, that's a great lineup. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited about that. Yes, Pat Beth Lapidus, just, pardon me? Patton Oswald was just added to it. Patton Oswald just, I think Margaret Cho might have been added, <gasps> I'm not sure. She just did but Sexy the, Liberal with me. Because that was the, that, that is the group where I learned how to become a stand-up comedian. I wasn't going to be. I thought that my crew would be like, oh, I'll just breeze into movies and TV and I'll get to play all these characters. And then I realized, oh, no, I'm openly gay. I won't be allowed to do that. So I had to become a stand-up comedian. Yeah. And, and, but it was Beth Lapidus and uh, Uncabaret which opened the door for me. Yeah. Because well, I, 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 and she, I think she really deserves she this. For like a lot she, of yeah. She's one of the unsung heroes oh, of comedy. Absolutely. And I'm thrilled that she's getting her, getting her due. Yeah, and no, I'm absolutely. I'm thrilled about this show. No, absolutely. We just had her on, and she's, yeah, I mean, I've, I've done it. You guys have all, it, it really was such a laboratory for so much brilliance, really including was, you. It was and quite something. Kinda... It really was quite something. I saw so many amazing people there. And people that were not stand-up comedians, yeah. but learning that they could be. And I think I'm one of those people that just went, well, I guess I might be able to do this. Yeah. Listen, was... we're, we're going to fuck it out, bitch. Let's just do that right now. Oh, definitely. I feel like I just, Huge we, just, we disagreed on just enough. We disagreed on just enough. Just enough. Just enough. Who, who's God. the top? That's gonna that's gonna be though. That's what's gonna be so hot. That's, Even that's gonna take like a half an hour. <laughs> that's the best part. All right. Um, Scott Thompson, what a thrill, what an honor. 
I feel like your family, man. I really do. I do too. Thank you. Scott Thompson, Kids in the Hall, and just general brilliance and amazingness. And uh, love you, baby. Love you too. Thank you. This is great. Happy happy hour.